Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And, you know, I, I have to tell you, this is like I'm I'm really thrilled about this segment we're doing. I am so absolutely jazzed that Robin Sachs is able to join us here today. Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney specializing in prosecuting sex crimes against against children. But she is much more than that. I mean, you know, say the word advocate, say the word you know, you know, a family advisor. Take a take a look at what uh, Robin has been doing. Sought after speaker. Uh, you know, there is so much that we get to say yes to in this world, and it's been my pleasure and honor to have conversations with Robin about what exactly is going on in the judicial system. How are some decisions made? And the reason that this is so important for us right now, and uh, it is because. There's some scary stuff going on out there. I mean, think about it. You know, an entire television series, uh, Law and Order, uh, SVU, an entire series, been on the air for a gazillion years. I mean, we've we've watched the cast of that show start out, you know, you know, 10, 15 years younger, and here we are. And so there's a question, why is this so important? The other part of the conversation is, you know, we see celebrities in the media. We see conversations in the media. And the question is, how in the heck are decisions being made? Not only that, we're going to talk about what Robin's passion is, what she's doing to help all of us. But today, we're going to get an update. Robin, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'll tell you, since the last time you and I were on, there's just been a lot going on out there. O.J. Simpson, the whole Kaylee thing, and uh, and people are saying, uh, you know, by by the way, everybody expected O.J. to get convicted because he didn't get convicted the first time. But that's not the way this works, is it? Well, it certainly isn't the way it is supposed to work um, <laughs> in terms of how that case is. <laughs> to a jury, you're supposed to be individually tried for the crimes. In the United States, we have the benefit of having a, a system of where a jury of our peers, uh, theoretically, are supposed to be cast judgment in terms of whether we, in fact, are guilty of the crimes and the fact that we're being charged with in, the, in a particular case. And in the case of O.J. Simpson in Nevada, the jurors that were sworn in and accepted by the panel, both by the defense and the prosecution, were people that uh, said that they were going to listen to the facts of the, this case, the robbery and kidnap case only, and not hold the uh, double murder case against him in any way. And so do you, do you think that happened? I mean, you're somebody that's close to this. Um, I, I mean, given what you know about the case, given what you know about the evidence, I mean, certainly when we look at this from, from the average everyday person's perspective, right? you know, we're sitting here and we're looking at it and we're thinking, wow, I mean, they have evidence that shows he walked in, this happened, that happened. What, what do you think, Robin? Well, well first of all, I have to say, from a prosecutor point of view, this is not the case that I would jump up and down and be thrilled to try or prosecute. Okay. Anytime that you have a case where you have a, a, an argument or a potential argument or potential defense being that the property uh, that is allegedly stolen belonged to the person who was accused of stealing creates a problem in terms of people understanding. It's real easy to, you know, understand burglary or robbery when someone goes into a store and a random victim, you know, uh, has a gun in their face and then they steal something. But this is a case where the signatures and sports memorabilia was uh, belonged to O.J. at one time or at least he had property value uh, or an interest in the property. Having said that, uh, Nevada 
from my understanding of the law and just in how they've dealt with this case, is they're very serious. They're, it's a very law and order type of state. And the the statements that were made by O.J. himself in terms of the preparation, the planning, make sure you have a gun, take this, are the things that did him in. And that's true about Nevada. I mean, uh, you know, in some other state, people on the outside looking may not be the case. Um, but, you know, that, you know, we're looking at and, and why are we so mesmerized by 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 cases like this? I mean, you know, I mentioned just briefly, Robin, that, you know, there are television shows. Look at all the law and order series. I mean, all of them going on. And, and I believe now there's even a couple of new law shows, uh, Raising the Bar and a couple of other things. And and I know that you've been, uh, you know, you've been called on to talk about some of these things. What is it? What do you think fascinates, fascinates us so much around law? Well, I think that the thing of it is, is that it's kind of the same thing that fascinates people about reality television. It's real. It's the stuff that really goes on. People can relate to. Everyone is touched or has been touched by the criminal justice system in some way, whether it be as victim, defendant, juror, uh, uh, neighborhood in fear, uh, whatever has happened in people's existence. Everyone has an experience related to the criminal justice system. Even getting a speeding ticket or a parking ticket is a relationship of sorts. So any time that you can put the audience in the position to be able to relate and see how this actually affects or could affect them, people are mesmerized and interested. Then add the fact that it's crime and protection and deals with our very safety and our very comfort level, uh, then you've got the the riveting drama that's attached to it as well. So I think that that, uh, you know, you can't get a better mystery or a better um, thriller than what happens in real life. Well, and, you know, this is, I want to be really clear to everyone, Robin, you live this every day in real life. I do. do. You have like a real job that actually deals with this stuff. I do. It's actually, it's kind of funny. I sometimes people say to me, you know, how is it possible that you could even, you know, do what you do and then go home to your family and and be able to separate the two? The fact is, is you do. It is a little bit of an occupational hazard knowing exactly what goes on out there. I mean, when my grocery store is, you know, becomes the, uh, uh, foreground of a report that I had just read over the weekend, and I can picture where a crime may have occurred. But at the same time, it exists everywhere. And I think one of the things that even more and more people are going to be able to relate to crime now is with our economy. We have an issue. Clearly, we have a fledgling economy right now, and people you know, are in a recession, and people are our homes are being foreclosed on and people are resorting to desperate measures. We have had here in Los Angeles a, a man, you may be aware of this, who um, cited economic problems, who uh, killed his three sons, his mother and his mother-in-law, and then uh, turned the gun on himself. We have a 90-year-old in Ohio who attempted suicide upon uh, dealing with the potential eviction from a home. So I, I think that it even brings it even closer than we've ever dealt with before. You're absolutely right. I mean, I grew up in New York City as well. And, and uh, you know, as a young child, there certainly are things that I became acutely aware of. I, and to this day, I love New York City. But I certainly have a street smart sense and awareness around that. 
And I wonder, Robin, I wanted to ask you about this because, you know, I, I look at the work you do specializing in sex, you know, prosecution against sex crimes against children. And we certainly see enough of this in the media, on television. Have we actually been seeing a rise in this or is it that we just know more about it? I mean, is this something that's been going on or is this something that's escalating? Well, I, I, it's a, that's a two-part question that has yep. a part answer, actually. <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's, a, it's a combination of factors. First of all, in particular with child sexual assault, there are a lot of factors that have over time affected our ability to be able to get accurate statistics in terms of what actual abuse goes on. One, because um, the, the rate of child sexual assault disclosure is, is very low as compared to uh, crimes against strangers for lots of reasons. We know that kids don't disclose out of fear, out of the fact that most of the perpetrators are family members, um, out of not being believed, so forth. And um, that that's been one aspect. And then you have combined that with only until recently have uh, mandated reporting laws made it such that teachers, doctors, you know, therapists, religious leaders, some lawyers have a duty to actually report when there's a, a suspicion of child abuse. And prior to that, people who were informed may not have reported. And so we had a time period where a lot of reports were not coming in from those individuals. And then add one more layer, which was that prior to, again, prior to 2000, the Department of Justice had a very shoddy uh, statistics system in which crimes against children and sex crimes were categorized, meaning that if only a child was touched and not actually penetrated or raped or sodomized, uh, it wasn't counted as a sexual assault, but they could have been orally copulated or masturbated or any other thing, and that at one point was not counted. So you have all of those aspects that color our statistics. Mm -hmm. combined with the disclosure issues. And then, so there is probably a lot of sexual assault that occurred before that we just didn't know about. But also, I think that the influx of immigration into our country has also made it so that the crimes have risen here because of some of the cultural differences that uh, other countries have in terms of the lack of uh, prosecution for sex crimes when it's an incest-related situation in other countries makes it that uh, I think that immigration has affected the increase in crime as well. Well, and we're going to talk about this and much more. Robin Sachs joining us here today. She is the author of several books, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Criminal Justice System, Predators and Child Molesters, It Happens Every Day, Everything I Know About Parenting, I Learned in Court. When we come back, Robin's going to give us an update on some of the cases that we have out there in the headlines and share with us a very special passion of hers. You can go to her web website, Robin Sachs. SAX.com. When we return, do we, how can we understand the truth about what we see in the media? Well, we could ask Robin, and we will. We'll be right back. Crazy, crazy, crazy. 
C vibrational healer and psychic Sonia Choquette live in Seattle. Sonia shows you how to claim and follow your intuition. Plus, she'll answer questions and give powerful audience readings. How to accept your intuitive gifts is an all-new lecture. See Sonia Choquette at the Washington State Convention and Trade Center in Seattle on Saturday, October 18th from 10 to 5 p.m. Seats are limited, so call now at 1-800-654-5126 or visit HayHouseEvents.com. Do you wish you knew the future? Turn on your higher self with Marine St. Germain. Get an Akashic Records reading with Marine, who connects with your guides and teachers. Clients say Marine is amazing, accurate, comprehensive, and a well-respected channel. Thousands have trusted her to help them. Shouldn't you be one of them? Get some clarity about long-standing questions and decisions that you need to make. An expert in business and personal affairs, your reading will lift you to a higher vibration and provide you with pertinent answers to your questions. For the month of October, as an exclusive Dr. Pat listener special, your reading is $35 off the regular price. Call today, 212-304-2123. Remember to say Dr. Pat sent you. Call 212-304-2123. You can find Maureen at angleangel.com. That's right, angleangel.com. You want to help people in a profound way, and you know that the angels can help. You understand that as one person heals, they create a ripple effect and the whole world heals. Perhaps you're feeling the angels call to start your ripple now. Become a certified angelic life coach and learn how to guide others in their healing with help from the angels. Angelsteach.com offers a comprehensive six-month teleclass training program that can launch you into a career with the angels right from your home. For more information or to register, visit angelsteach.com. I really thought that I was the only one who cared about things that matter to me like the planet, kids, education, peace, and creating a world that works for everyone. Then I found the Center for Spiritual Living, an entire church that thinks and cares about the things I do. And Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis inspires us to build better lives in a better world. I've found my new spiritual home. Honoring all paths to God, the Center for Spiritual Living is located just east of University Village on Sandpoint Way with three Sunday services. Visit online at spiritualliving.org. Hi, this is Glenn Brooks from the Vibrant Living Radio Network. From terminal normalities to abundant reality, how do we craft and design more abundance in our lives? And how do we allow for more possibilities? Join me and my international team of contributors. Please join me in this exploration and become part of the Vibrant Living family. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right here on Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150, KKMW. Your life's precious and giant. Find the tools and resources and discover a new way of accessing those. On the AM band at 1150 and on the FM HD band at 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk, 1150.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by Robin Sachs joining us here today. Deputy District Attorney, author, speaker, legal analyst. Um, you name the television show, she's been on it because people bring her in to talk about uh, how how the law is working what are the top issues what can we learn what can we know uh and the reason that this is important is because you never know what side of the law you're going to be on in what way form or fashion and right now it seems like there is so much emphasis on supporting women and supporting people in general robin i know that this is a passion for you uh, first of all yes you are a deputy district attorney we know that but you are much more than that. There are a lot of deputy district attorneys around in our country. But this is more than that for you. And I would love for you to share with our listeners what your passion is. Why is this so significantly important for Robin Sachs? Well, I think one of the reasons I became a prosecutor, actually, it's interesting because I was um, one of those people that people presumed would become a defense attorney. And I worked actually when I was in college and in law school for the public defender's office as a law clerk. And what I realized was I had no power as a defense attorney to make change or to do anything about injustice. All I could do was defend whatever was being thrown my way and, and be part of coming up with a, a defensive strategy. But as a prosecutor, I have the ability and to do the right thing every day, which is why I love my job part of my work. And that translates into my personal part of my work, which is I think that people who are doing crimes that are hurting children, hurting women, or hurting men, hurting people in a way that is going to affect them for the rest of their lives, it should, and we have a good case, we should treat those cases very seriously. Cases where there are underlying issues, drug abuse, uh, alcohol use issues, you know, uh, mental health issues or other issues that really need to be dealt with and addressed. As a prosecutor, I have the ability to make that decision and send someone to rehab as opposed to prison. And those are the choices that I like to be able to make because I think that we need to individualize our criminal justice system somewhat, even though it's a little bit cost prohibitive, but in a way where we're dealing with the underlying issues. And so I look to the underlying issues behind the crimes and, and make it my passion to highlight them. And one of the biggest and the easiest way to do it is, is coming on shows like yours. I am part of a group called Justice Interrupted. Um, we are a radio show that we are, we air once a week on Tuesdays where we bring in cases and talk about cases where the media doesn't pay attention, where no one's heard about it. It's the little tiny courtroom in Alabama. It's the little tiny courtroom in Florida. It's the... Um, you know, cases that the cops have dropped the ball or that the prosecutors don't, you know, don't care so much about that really affect so many people every day. We're fascinated with Kaylee Anthony case. We're fascinated with O.J. Simpson. Those have been, you know, on the news every day. You know, Nancy Grace can't have enough of the Casey Anthony, Kaylee Anthony case. But what about all of the hundreds of thousands of other crimes and statistics that happen every day? The ones that the courtrooms that are empty that are just a defendant and a victim and a judge, myself and the defense attorney that no one hears, you know, squat about. And those are the cases that I like to bring to attention to that affect people all the time that we should know about so that we can actually motivate change. 
I love that you're doing this. I really do. And I want to make sure, can we give out the website for Justice Interrupted so people can find out more about that? Because you know what? The average every, okay, now I'm going to get off on this. The average (laughs) everyday person, Robin, you know, my family, my brother, my sister, we're not going to get on the Nancy Grace show. Nobody's going to be out there to support us. We're not going to really get the kind of information. And by the way, we may get, you know, defended by someone right out of school. We don't really talk about this. And I'm so thrilled that you are taking this out there. Let's give out that website. It's justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, interrupted, I-N-T-E-R-R-U-P-T-E-D.com. And then we have a regular radio show that there is a link to it on the website. That's Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Pacific time. And I do this. It's not alone. It's actually, uh, we are the Charlie's Angels meets Ghostbusters. It's myself, <laughs> Stacey Dietrich, who is a former sex crimes detective out of Ohio, and Susan Murphy Milano, who is a violence expert and domestic violence expert out of Chicago. And the three of us bring to the table different approaches, different parts of the country, uh, different life experiences. And, and use our experiences to bring about um, highlighting cases and, and also going one step further, which is then going out and helping advocate for giving them a path, giving them solutions, giving them a way, a roadmap, if you will, of where to go from here and how to uh, put pressure on to make justice not interrupt the lives of people. Can uh, I would love? Can you share uh, a, a little bit uh, to give our our folks a little information about the places that you go that the media doesn't go? I'm going to give you a perfect example. Um, if you think about the Stacy Peterson and Drew Peterson, and Drew Peterson is the cop who. Um, wife has been missing, Stacey Peterson has been missing for over a year now, and he had been married uh, two other times, and one of the other uh, victims, was there was a mysterious death in the bathtub drowning that there may be an indictment coming down the pipes on that, it was a case that has, has made headlines, but in that case, they haven't brought an indictment against him yet, and one of the reasons is because we don't know exactly if she's missing or if she's been murdered. In a case like that, what we would do with, and there are a lot of people who are victims of domestic violence out there, who perhaps have known that they were on the heels of being hurt, killed, Um, they've been threatened, they've lived a life of violence and and a life of isolation, and with people like that and victims like that, they contact us. We have started a program where we make what's called the evidentiary will. It is a will that we would put on video for them where they basically can give their history and we can store and say, if I should come up missing or if something appears to be uh, a myth, Mm. here's the tape. And let me tell you, my husband has made these threats against me over this period of time. Uh, These are the things. These are the injuries that I've sustained. These are the things he has said to me. This is why I'm scared for my safety. Uh, If I should come up missing, check these things out or what have you. And all of a sudden, we have the victim's voice preserved on tape. We keep, we store it from them so they don't have to store anything or have any evidence of it. And then we'd be able to assist law enforcement who has no clues, no leads, and all they're saying is so-and-so is missing. And we would be able to provide that um, to law enforcement. In addition, we help victims come up with a safety plan, how to store some cash to be able to leave, how to change identities if they need to, where they can go to get their kids educated, their pets taken care of, how they can remove themselves from the life of violence, not on a last minute, but with a calculated plan, and that's part of what we do. 
And I love this. Robin, again, another fabulous conversation with you. We're going to make sure we let our listeners know about Justice Interrupted, put you in our newsletter, and much more. What a fabulous, fabulous contribution you are making. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much. Looking forward to talking to you again. Absolutely, and we will. Robin Sachs, everyone, uh, you can go to her website, robinsachssax.com, or you can go to justiceinterrupted.com. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Yep, Lynn McTaggart in the house. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And I can't be 